about these parents that are injecting their children? I saw Dr. Malone put out a, a really important video. He created the mRNA. Now they're saying he's a kook and he's an anti-vaxxer. Meanwhile, he worked at the Salk Institute for 30 years creating vaccines. This is about the mRNA. What is, what is with these parents and why aren't, are they brain, what are they doing? It's child abuse, right? Shame on all the parents who are actually pushing their children or grandparents who are pushing their children and shame on every teacher who is escorting their children out of their classrooms to a mobile unit out in the parking lot against their parents' knowledge right. to have children consent in elementary schools, middle schools, and high schools to sign a paper to get the shots. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the one and only Dave Fremlin Show. I am the one and only Dave Fremlin, and you are listening to me. Yay! You are listening to the Dave Fremlin Show. I'm going to share with anyone who's interested out there. Um, it takes a so, super um, duper long time yeah. to boot it up. Um, and so... I, anyways, and now tonight I'm gonna not give you some information. Yay! A doctor, um, which I forgot what it is. That's right. You are listening to the Dave Fremlin Show. Yay! I guess we'll see what happens, right? So that first bit of recorded uh, info that you listened to this morning, that was from a podcast I listened to called The Mel K Show. And Mel K, I first heard of her on the um, SGT report and the information that she talks about is, um, I mean, a lot of people could say, oh, it's very conspiracy theory, blah, blah, blah. But she always presents the documentation and the facts. And when she interviews people, she always has people that are from the actual industry uh, by, uh, from which she's, uh, you know, topics are being pulled. And so she gets experts that really know what they're talking about. Now, in this podcast, I haven't listened to all of it yet. What I'm going to talk about is obviously this is about vaccines and the dangers of the vaccines and why not to take the vaccines and what about COVID and what is what in the heck is going on. So I'm going to preface with saying that first, a few days ago, I was listening to an interview with Dr. Robert Malone. Robert Malone is one of the creators of the actual platform for the new uh, quote unquote, um, what do you call? I want to call it Technicolor shot, the COVID shots. Okay, and he came out and he's on the Joe Rogan show, saying why these shots are dangerous and why they should not be taken. And he has a lot to say about Dr. Fauci. Now this interview was pulled from YouTube, banned on Twitter, and it got Joe Rogan permanently banned from Twitter. So what was in this interview? The same thing I've been talking about for two years was in the interview. The truth always comes out. So what is it that I'm so afraid of in the vaccine? Well, the way that this, first of all, the history of this vaccine, the history of the four vaccine companies that have manufactured these vaccines is an extremely sketchy history. They have been charged and convicted of criminal charges involving fraud, fraudulent information, uh, all kinds of things like that related to that, falsifying documents, um, these kinds of things, bribery. And they have actually paid out millions and millions of dollars between the four companies, probably in the billions, 
uh, in payment for these crimes. And yet they were the ones chosen to come up with these vaccines. So we know that we're taking a vaccine that's made by somebody who has no problem with committing crimes against human beings. So that's a problem for me. Second of all, the history of the people who are financing the vaccines, for example, Bill Gates. Bill Gates comes from a family of eugenicists. They were involved with Planned Parenthood. They were involved with the Nazis of Germany in the 19, I guess, 40s. And uh, he is a descendant of another Gates man who was heavily involved with the Hitler regime. And his philosophy is there's too many people on earth. And he has stated openly that he would think that using medicines and vaccines to lower the population. So we're taking vaccines made by criminal enterprises that have no qualms about injuring humans that are being paid for and funded by somebody who believes in lowering the human population through the use of vaccines. Do you see a problem here? Because I certainly do. And what I have an even bigger problem with is the people who don't see the problem. This is a problem for me, which I will get into later. Um, so the next part of this issue that I have a problem with is that for 10 years, none of these companies were able to create a successful vaccine to solve this kind of a, of a disease. And so all of a sudden they were able to do it with no problems. They've hidden all the information. The court has, people have filed in court to get the information that was used to approve these vaccines. And the companies are trying to hide it for 75 years. Does that ring a red flag for you? Like, I'm not here to answer your questions. I'm here to ask them. Does that ring a red flag for you? Because for me, the fact that this company does not want to give me the information that I'm supposed to have for informed consent is a bit of a problem for me. All right. And the fact that they're trying to mandate this on everybody so quickly, what is the harm in waiting? You know what I mean? Like, why shouldn't we wait? And the falsification of numbers to make a pandemic more than what it really is. So we've heard already what we know for fact is that the PCR test is, gives false results 95% of the time. So we're using a test that is 95% inaccurate. You are listening to the one and only Dave Fremlin Show on Podbean. We also know that if you came to the hospital and you came in with anything during the year 2020, you came in with COVID. And if you died, you died of COVID. So we have numbers that are inflated artificially by uh, hyperinflating test results. And then we have the lack of availability of other known medicines that are known to work. What is that all about? So, you know, I could go on. I could, ha I could list 10 more things probably. And these are questions I have that make me not want to take the vaccine. If any one of these five questions could be answered to my satisfaction, 
I would possibly change my mind, but they have not been even approached. And you know what's even further a problem? Is why are the people that ask these questions so attacked? What is that about? So now I'm going to talk about the thing that I alluded to earlier, which is how this is a problem for me. And it's probably a problem for you in the same way. In that the people who don't understand the questions that I'm asking, the people who these things are not a problem for, were people in my life that were very important to me. So I had a mom and brother, a brother, a dad, a stepmom, some friends, a few friends. And when the COVID hoax began and I started to see things in a more kind of like, why are you reacting this way? And I started asking my questions. Why are you afraid of COVID when you're not in the demographic of people that are dying from it? Why are you trusting the government that a week ago you had, you completely didn't trust? What has changed for you? That I ended up alone in Florida, a thousand miles away from my loved ones with nobody around me that I love. And every time I try to make new friends, I end up, nah, no, not you. And the reason is because I don't understand the people's mindset that believe in COVID. It's very hard for me. I have seen no evidence of a COVID-19. I've seen no evidence of an Omicron variant. I've seen no evidence of it anywhere. What I've seen are a bunch of people running around afraid because of a bunch of propaganda that's been fed to them on a spoon. And anytime anybody asks a question, they shun you and look at you funny and you should trust the government that never should a government have ever been trusted before until now. And now suddenly we should trust the government. I don't get it. I don't get it. It's causing me mental health issues. Do you understand me? This is causing me a great internal conflict because there are days when I wake up and I miss my family and I miss my friends and I think, what am I doing here? Why am I reacting this way? Maybe I'm crazy. And then I think to myself, wait a minute. I'm totally sane and these people that I left behind there's no talking to them, none. <clears throat> and every time that I go to be around them, these people that I think I miss, I end up being very upset and very wondering, why the hell am I around you? And so this is where the conflict lies for me. Would I rather be alone and feel this horrible nagging loneliness and miss these people? Why do I miss them? Why do I miss people that when I was around them, I felt like so uncomfortable? You see what I'm saying here? Do you follow my logic? I'm very conflicted, very conflicted. And these feelings are a problem for me. But um, rather than, you know, whining about the problem, as many of you know, I prefer to be about solutions. And what I've come to the conclusion of in going through this problem for the last year is, and that really came to this conclusion, what came to a head was my father died about a month ago, less than a month ago. And I went through a real sort of a very quick, very brief, but very dramatic roller coaster 
of emotion. And what I came up with, was I was in the effort to not be depressed, trying to find activities to occupy my mind rather than sitting around my house being depressed. And what I came across in my endeavors to do this is that as soon as I start going out and living my life and doing the things I want to do and not sitting around and being sorry for myself, immediately what will happen is I will start to feel better and people will attract to me that are the correct people. And it might take a little bit of filtering and it might take a little bit of, you know, making boundaries and things I'm not used to. But I've come to the conclusion that the sooner that I start being Dave Fremlin, the one that I want to be, the real Dave Fremlin, uh, that then I will then start to have things around me that are how I want. And the more that I think in the past, like, oh, I miss these people, what I'm doing is I'm holding myself tied to abuse, tying my, chaining myself to abuse because these people didn't really, they, if you think about it, they didn't really fit. You know, and why didn't they fit? They didn't fit because I wasn't being myself 100% either. And so the key to this, uh, the key to my podcast today is really basically about as what usually I end up with is, um, you know, how to just accept it, what it is. And I think that the sooner that I start going out and doing my thing, the better off it's going to be. And I've started already. I started in the attempt to not be depressed. I took a trip to Fort Lauderdale. I took another trip up to Daytona. Then I thought, I can't keep taking trips. It's too expensive. But then I bought a pass to Disney World, which I live near. And I thought, this will be a thing. I know I love Disney World. There's no question. And um, <clears throat> I can go ahead and spend some of my time exploring Disney World and doing the things... I'm Dave Fremland, and you are listening to the one and only Dave Fremland Show. And I think that the people and the things and the jobs and the opportunities will show up according to my willingness to be my actual self. And so on that note, I'm going to really, <coughs> I'm going to cut this podcast short because I don't want to go on about just talking for the sake of talking. But... I want to let you know that later today, I'm going to be doing a recorded Zoom call slash, it's an experiment, okay? I used to have a radio partner named Michelle, and we had a very nice uh, afternoon radio show on SDS Radio in San Diego, and we, <clears throat> a lot of people really liked our show. We talked about things, current events and things, whatever came to mind, and we talked about what you know things and people really liked it and so she's been very excited she's been listening to my podcast and she's been very excited to get back together with me and do some sort of a show and since we're on different coasts I didn't really know what to do but I would love to have a show with her so I thought what if we do it on zoom and I record the zoom interview or conversation or however you want to put it the zoom show and then I can boil it down you know, into the, you know, 25, 30 minute show that I usually do. And we can um, have a little extra feature for tomorrow's show. So that's what's going to happen later today. It's happening live tonight. Uh, it will not be broadcast live, but it will be happening live. And then I'll be broadcasting it either later tonight or tomorrow. And you'll be excited to listen to that, I hope. 
So um, that's where I'm ending today. Um, today looks like a good day. As far as being depressed, as far as restless legs. Oh, I'm going to end this on a restless legs positive note. Last night and the last few nights. Okay. The key to restless legs is to just not let it be a problem when it happens. And I've been taking a lot of uh, L3 and 8 late at night, which really seems to help. But also, I've come to the conclusion that when the restless legs hits and I need to stand up, if I don't get into the added, oh, I need to stand up, damn it, that doesn't help. But if I just really enjoy like today I was up at like 3.30 in the morning for like a half hour. Not because of restless legs. I just was up. And I had had a dream and I woke up from the dream and I was awake. And I thought, you know what? This is a really peaceful time in my building. The building is so quiet. and I keep my lights on dimmer switches so I can have it nice and low light. I don't have to turn the lights on. And, you know, it was a very, like I thought to myself, what an interesting time of day to just be awake and be myself. And I was very, very zen with it. I can't explain it. And I thought, wow, a long time ago, I would have been up at this time of day doing something totally else. And so maybe there's like some habitual brain chemistry that needs to be reworked. And I got very, very zen with my, um, with my attitude about the restless legs in the morning. And I felt so good. And I actually just went right back to bed. And I had, you know, I get it throughout the night. And, but I just, I slept a good six and a half hours and I feel rested today. I feel very vindicated. And so I, I just wanted to let you know that the system, you know, the, the, the system that I talk about on almost a daily basis for dealing with restless legs, it works. So I'm going to, I'm going to give it a percentage. It works 85% of the time, 95%. Okay. And, um, you know, compared to how it used to be where I was just always just fighting against it and being uncomfortable, just to accept it. I'm up at this time of day. I, you know, walk around my little condo and look at things in my house and just remember the lighting. This is, was like a very peaceful more, uh, time for me today. I just was like, whatever. And, you know, it didn't go away, but it just became like adding with restless legs. If you get upset about it, it makes it worse. If you be okay with it, then you're okay. So that's my message for this morning. Listen for later for my talk with Michelle Botello. And uh, I will, hopefully you'll have a good day. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. The opinions expressed in the Dave Fremlin Show are strictly opinions. I am not an expert. The Dave Fremlin Show is written, directed, and produced by Dave Fremlin and is a Dave Fremlin production. Thank you for listening.